February 6, 2010. It's a Watt from Pedro Show.
Pedro show. Um, it was raining this morning. It's Saturday here in Pedro. Where are you going to tomorrow, brother man? Tomorrow, got like a little birthday Super Bowl combo festivities, yeah. which uh, is going to be feasted on by Dreamland Barbecue. This bitchin' place down south. I got this big gift certificate, so gonna have a giant barbecue. Some trough. Throw down. Super trough. Who dat tomorrow? Okay, because that's why we had to do it the day early. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> session. We uh, started with, this is John Coltrane doing giant uh, steps, but it was a clam. Mm. Yeah, incomplete third take. Mm-hmm. And then did you get that flow yesterday I said of that cat? Revolution? Uh, He's a guy from Missouri. We mixed a Christian Bale rant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah, the Thank video link. Yeah. So we played that. Christian was a little upset. <laughs> oh, that was great. Don't you know about this? Because well, yeah. this was a Hollywood thing. Well, I think it was a Terminator. Yeah, well, that I don't mind. Uh, a light man to, walked. No, it wasn't a light man. Well, sort of a light man. He's the director of photography. And I, I hope he listens to this show because I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Turn this mic, yeah. Skipper Joe. Yeah. Halfway, so yeah, well, it's like this. Yeah, there we go. Like that. Is that gonna work? Yeah. Hello, testing. Yeah. So, but uh, 
Yeah, the director of photography, his name is Shane Hurl, but sorry, Shane, but man, you're a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. And Bale let him know that. Yeah, man. And uh, so when I when I first heard that rant, yeah. Um, I was I was thinking. You know this who's, because who's of you yell? working with. Uh, this well, I worked guy, in right? film for years. I worked yeah, as yeah. a lighting guy for over twenty years, and I used to work with that director of photography when he was uh, uh, a gaffer, lighting chief lighting technician. So I used to work on his crew from time to time. Yeah. He was just he was a nightmare, and he still is. And it's like so, Christian Bale. When I found out it was Shane getting yelled at, it made perfect sense. <laughs> Anyone who knows Shane probably was going, "Fuck yeah, Christian!" You know. Yeah, I loved it. Well, we made great lyrics too. <laughs> yeah, it actually harmonizes at points. Harmonizing profanity. Well, and, um, that's uh, Lucian probably did that with some uh, auto tune. You don't know about this? They did I, it with I, Bill O'Reilly. There's software mm-hmm. where you can make the cat yeah. go into in key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mashup tools. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And there's something like, right? Bill O'Reilly's doing some disco uh, thing. Right? He's got a beautiful singing voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it live or something, right? He's saying it over and over. But uh, so, uh, if it wasn't your uh, mentor, Gary, would you still have supported Christian? You you like uh, actors? Let you know where you stand. Uh. If it wasn't that dude, I would have probably thought Christian was out of hand. Okay. But given the, 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 who he was pointed at made it okay. Because yeah. I heard later he apologized. Yeah, but I think that's just, you know, a professional protocol. Okay. I think he really feels, he said what he felt. And he got, in, in the rant he says, All right, we're finished professionally. Yeah, that's what the, how they end the song. they'll never work together again. It was amazing. I'm sorry, but it won't take it back. Amazing how long it was. Man. Yeah, that's what he, he pushed it. He, he went way over the top with it, you know. It kept going and yeah, going. Yeah, way over the top. What was that movie like? It was now, a piece of shit. Don't bother. Now, it didn't have a... Yeah, but wasn't the franchise the governor? Uh, no, it was, more, it was James Cameron, actually. He's the one who started the Terminator. Yeah, but like the, the franchise guy... Was uh, uh, yeah Arnold right? And you know, there's but a, did he get killed there, off in the one before or something? No, he he made, there's a and this was kind of baffling. It's like Arnold makes an appearance in the movie, but it seems like oh. young Arnold, all <laughs> yeah, blocked like out like generation he, or something. So I don't know if it's like an exact lookalike or if it's just some sort of computer graphic mm. uh, deal. Going oh. on. I don't know what, what what it was, but it's a really crappy movie too. I'm not just saying that because I don't like the the guy. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, it's just a waste of time. Yeah, you know, big bar, big like eye candy exploding. Yeah, and yeah. When you have a director whose name is McGee, yeah, you got to wonder, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm probably sinking any possibility of a further further some some good commercials or something, right? Yeah. Isn't that what's yeah. required nowadays? McGee, and you won't have any uh, take offense to. Uh, Market testing of the endings. Oh, yeah, that bothers me. It's always bothered me. And Bill Hicks does a great routine on that. It's like, you know, well, what is it with movie studios, movie executives? They, you know, they release a movie and, uh, well, they don't release the movie. They're, they're going to, but then they, they go to middle America and they, 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 they select 200 random morons as a cross-section of all of America. And based on the, the opinions of these fucking morons... 
Yeah. They change the end of the movie. That's how they get, know how to end the movie. Unreal. So um, apparently that works in marketing circles, but I'm not a big fan of uh, marketing. Yeah. But if you've been acquiesced yourself, rented out your uh, rear end to make commercials, right? Right. Because you're, I mean, it's right. It's not about art, right? Yeah. Right at the beginning, you're going to sell a product. Yeah. So if you're kind of used to that, then you're not going to have a real problem with the... Yeah. Yeah, making a movie without an ending until, you know, yeah. Kmart shoppers. Right. Blue light special. Well, and there's <laughs> a few directors that have what's called final cut, and there's just there's a short list where it's like oh, whatever really? they deliver is what gets what the studio has agreed to show. So Stanley Kubrick was a great example of that. They wouldn't touch Stanley's movies. It's like Stanley, here's uh -huh. the money. We'll leave you alone. You deliver it whenever you're ready to, to deliver it. But he was like one of very few. He like, delivered you know, too. Says, you get, yeah. uh, there was yeah, some kind of. <clears throat> Controversy in that uh, that movie Brazil. Oh yeah, Terry Gilliam. He didn't yeah. get to have his ending. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you buy the DVD, you get the ending. His yeah. ending. He's a great director. Man, I love that movie. And when it came out, it must be on three times in the theaters to see that. It was so different, man. Classic. Yeah. It yeah. made me cry. Yeah. They were in his fucking brain. Oh yeah. That's yeah, awful shit. You know, because of some fuck up, right? The wrong. Yeah, yeah. The fly. The, some guy killed a fly in the wall and it fell in the typewriter, while the typewriter type was making uh, uh, reports on people that they needed to investigate. So instead of uh, writing Tuttle, the fly fell into the fly, into the typewriter and and it made it spell Buddle. So they went to this guy Buddle's right. house and, they, and they're convinced he knew and yeah. they had to get it out of him. Yeah. And his fuck uh, him up. <clears throat> yeah. Like like a, uh, images of his mother. Bobby De Niro comes crashing through a wall yeah, at once. He's Tuttle. Yeah, he's, he's the guy they wanted. He's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, right, the samurai guy, it's actually the scalpel that they've been in his head with. Yeah. Kind of sick. Yeah, I'll say. Kind of sick. What's the most recent thing you've been working on in that... Uh, Film? Line of art, yeah. Oh, I haven't. It's been out uh, next month. It'll be three years since I've set foot on a movie set. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of diving back in uh, to movies just because uh, I love the medium. You know? Yeah. I'm a film guy. I'm a total film geek. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I love watching movies and uh, and being part of them in some way. But I, I haven't done anything in the film business for the last three years. So I got really, you know... Uh, it's a uh, disgruntled. Yeah, it's, a yeah. it's a brutal business, thankless business, and uh, you think it's always been that way, or is it worse? I don't know how that. I've, I've discussed this with many like film crew guys over the years. <coughs> we can't figure out who came up with this idea that you know you work eighteen hour fucking day. Yeah. Every other kind of business, it's like you go to work, you yeah. do your time, you go home. It's like you know, it's like a yeah. reasonable amount of time on a, on a film, on, usually on a film set or on a film shoot. You know what time you have to be at work, and you never know what time you're going to get home. Right. And that can be uh, a bitch. It's like most relationships fail. I mean, all, all my friends are, you know, almost all of them anyway, are divorced multiple times. It's, you, relationship can't, you know, you're not going to keep any kind of relationship going if you're working that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. It's really a fucked up deal. I, but, you, but you get paid well. 
Yeah. That's the trade-off, you know. So. Yeah, I did entertainment advertising, you know, one-sheets, posters, you know, uh-huh. uh, point-of-purchase displays for years. And it was the same on the other end. I worked for the agencies that worked directly for the studios to promote it, you yeah. know. And uh, we, you know, you just never know when you're going home when you hang your hat up, you know. Yeah. It's the same thing on our end or any of the satellite businesses that are around the film industry. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like this frantic uh, pacing. You know, yeah. I, I've uh, known characters in the advertising end, like the guy you were describing in the Bale rant, yeah. whatever his name was. Yeah. We had Christian one Bale. one guy we called him Cujo, you know. Yeah. And one of the caricature artists at the office drew an illustration of this guy where his head's just purple, you know, big veins exploding, yeah. frothing, and that was no exaggeration. Right. <laughs> truth, <laughs> truth through art. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here's the music.
西高東低の冬型気圧配置が強まって日本海側では大雪になっておりますが今後雪の量はさらに増える恐れがあって警戒が必要です太平洋の各地はだいたい晴れますが山沿いではやはり雪のちらつくところが多いでしょうまず雨や雪の降っているところからご覧ください九州の南部や南西諸島を除いてほとんどのところで雪で新潟市内では今朝5時までに雪の量が1 0ンチ積もっています気象衛星ひまわりの雲の動きです日本付近の上空をジェット気流に伴う細長い雲が次々に通過していきますがこのジェット気流の下には日本海からそれから沿海市の海岸線から水上の雲がびっしり並んでいますで天気図を重ねますと日本列島の東側では大きな低圧部そして西側には大陸の強い高気圧があって日本付近の気圧配置は西高東低の冬型ですで大陸の奥地にある高気圧の中心の指導は1068ミリバール、えー、沿海州北部の上空では氷点下45度の非常に冷たい空気の塊があってこれから日本列島に流れ込んでくるところですで今日は日本海側では雨や雪のところが多い見込みですが日本海方面で東亜線が少し袋状に曲がったところから、えー、平野部に雪の量が多い里雪タイプになりそうです一方太平,洋の太平洋側の各地は大体晴れる見込みですが季節が強い九州の南部やそれから四国方面でも雲が多くて一時雪のちらつくところがありそうです今朝の天気をご覧ください今朝6時の天気ですが、えー、四国の高松とそれから足摺岬は今朝初雪も観測しました太平洋の各地は大体晴れていますが日本海側では雪になっています今朝の気温です今朝も全国的に平年よりも5度から7度も低くて大阪は今朝初氷が観測されました今夜から日本列島の上空は冷たい空気が入ってきますので一段と冷え込みやすくなります今朝6時に各地の気象台が発表した予報をご覧ください九州の北部から北海道にかけての日本海側では雪の続くところが多くて東北や北陸地方では雪の量が多いところで1 5 0ンチぐらいになりそうで山陰の東部でも5 0ンチぐらいになるでしょう太平洋の各地は大体晴れる見込みですが季節が強くて九州の南部鹿児島の予報は曇りでところによって一時雨か雪沖縄も冷たい暖かい海上の上を冷たい風が吹いて雲が湧いて一時雨が降りそうです今日日中の最高気温ですそうです平年よりも4度から7度も低くて鹿児島は平年より9度も低めになりそうですでは各地の天気です
plus my machine's old. But I had Verizon service for a while down here, but I had to set, stand in just a certain spot to get reception. And then that was wireless, right? Uh, yeah. So what from Pedro show? We're back. Uh, heard something brand new from uh, this great band, Tokyo called Hanahum. I got to play with them when I first. Well, when I did that tour a couple of years ago, when I started meeting these younger people, and uh, a new album they got and uh, song Diamond Kajitsu Palace song, and it's a trippy record, man. It's, it's really good. And then uh, something from R O Four called Cookbook, uh, 2010 by Contagious Orgasm, and S's <laughs> Panties by Third Organ. <laughs> I, uh, you know, in a month I'm gonna go take the light guys on tour, West Coast thing. Cool. Eight gigs. Last May was the first time they came, and was New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Detroit. So this time, West Side, and they're gonna go to Chicago first and record. But then uh, they've asked me to tour with them in their land in October. With Tom and Raoul. Tom and Raoul right now, by the way, are in Europe with Lou Barlow. They come back soon. And uh, we're going to do all four of the big islands. Hokkaido oh, wow, and bitches. Kyushu and Shokuku, besides Honshu. Yeah, so maybe three weeks in October. And that's where I'll be playing the third opera live for people. It looks like I'm going to have time in June... To go to uh, New York and mix. Although there's 25 Stooges gigs lined up for this year. So I'm going to be very busy with that. But also uh, time for Missing Man. I played last week the last Second Man gig for a while. But I'm going to record something with them. Uh, Sky Saxon's wife asked me to do a song for a tribute record you know uh, Sky Saxon he had a band called The Seeds oh yeah yeah 60's band and <clears throat> big organ uh-huh. so that will be good with Pete too hard that was their big hit yeah, yeah. maybe 66 or yeah. something big organ and pushing too hard <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that song <laughs> I think it had like one part <laughs> yeah <laughs> Some wild guitar in it too. Ding, 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 ding. There were several lineups, but the, f- the first one was pretty classic. And he was a kind of character. He went to punk gigs and stuff. Uh, he ended up, though, I think he died in Austin last year. But he was a, tri- a trippy guy. He got involved with some cat. Now, what was this man's name? Yod? Father Yod? You know about this? No. Yeah, he ended up dying in a hang gliding accident, I think. But he was one of these kind of uh, guru type. You never heard of Father Yon. Yeah, in the late uh, 60s, early 70s, there was a lot of these kind of things. They even uh, made some albums. Father Yod. Kind of like a religious collective or something. He was He was part of the stuff like that. Uh, so no sailing, Skipper Jeff. We had seas. You know, I was paddling Thursday. I went out, and uh, it turned rough. I 
I didn't go into the open sea. It was rough inside the harbor. What, I got soaked. What time? Like when I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Actually, I heard the raft guy came by the bait raft, and he said it was glass about 5. Uh-huh. But by almost 6 o'clock, he said it turned. And uh, there was guys going out fishing. You know, he was... There's kayak scoops you can get now. Yeah, there. yeah. You see that? Yeah. Little miniature $8 ones. Pretty, pretty elaborate. <laughs> One year that raft broke up and drifted into our marina and butt up against the... Yeah. Uh, made a large marge on the big yeah. barge. Yeah. It broke off the moor. Well, it was unmanned. They hadn't paid rent. They couldn't do anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, my buddy Paul Strausser runs the bait barges. Okay. New biz. Yeah. In those days, I think it was Bill's, mm. right? Mm. Bill's Bay or yep. something? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that sure, thing. Well. gets in the yeah, way of my, my tacking. Well, there's, there's two of them. <laughs> it's right in the middle of my fairway. <laughs> there's two of them. There's one on the Long Beach side. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was all... It's kind of like lighthouse keeper job. They, they were kind of like pirates in a way, the the old guys, because they had their little spot there, their, their mooring, and they uh, they're out in the middle of nowhere. No one, they were kind of forgotten. They hadn't paid their their yeah. in years, I think. So it was they many many got, years. They got caught finally. So so they they abandoned it, but then it broke loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got I the, old, cool the old place. life ring hanging in my backyard. I think there should be gigs <laughs> on that thing at night. Be a great place to have a band play in the middle of the outer harbor. There, you're not going to bug anyone with noise. Have boats cruise up and that's rock an out all night. Wow! Yeah, that's that's an idea. But what do you do? Uh, where do you put your audience in kayaks? It's up to them to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting out of a kayak on that thing would be kind of tough. Yeah. You'd have to crawl on your belly. You know, you can't be standing uh-huh. up. And then, you know, I don't know about fishing in the harbor either. I don't. There, there's a couple spots where the, there's big halibut holes, but I wouldn't want to eat Yeah, them. but you, they're probably foul. Think they glow in the dark. All the heavy heavy metals and shit that float sinking in the bottom, getting gobbled up by the fish. It's my heart when I have to see the uh, sea lions and the dolphins. I can imagine these bottom fish. Yeah. Well, the croakers, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. We did some hooping, lobster hooping off the oil islands at night one time because it was too rough to go outside. I was on a sport fisher, and and yeah, the stuff we pulled up, you know, you know snails, you know, big snails, you know, with a little rays, uh, but no lobsters. But everything just was like coated with this, yeah, you know, weird gray brown slime. Oh, really? You know? Yikes! Yeah. So, you know, catch and release maybe, but not shallowing it. Yeah, and put this fish on the decks and just big old bugs start coming out their gills. It's yeah. kind of sick. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Simpsons kind of shit, isn't it? Yeah, I, exactly. I've caught it. Sure, you know, Chris Dovselich wrote me in. He's living up in Oregon, and a lot of the pelicans didn't come down. They're staying up there. But there's, there's still a die-off, maybe a hundred of them. Uh, they don't really know why. It was a story in the L.A. Times yesterday about it. I've been act- seeing them acting kind of strange. You've been yeah. great pictures of them. I mean, there's some, you know, it's mating things, so they splash for each other. But these ones that just sit like they're all beat up. All these ones that they found that are dying, it's all from starvation. 
So this is what happens. They get all weak and they don't move. Mm -hmm. They're so heavy. It takes a lot of energy. That's why they fly the way they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens sometimes, they're talking about possibilities, sometimes the fish just go lower in the water, the the whole ecosystem. uh, Sometimes there's these things called algae blooms. Yeah, and you have them. Yeah, and they start killing off the little fish, and so these guys. If it's too deep, the pelicans can't go for them. So I, I also read after that big rainstorm, they were suffering from exposure. You know, hypothermia. Well, even. rain winds yeah. is really hard on them too. They can't really fly in really strong wind, yeah. and they're, they're a lot more fragile than you think. Mm-hmm. They look so strong. There was one wandering was in, ones. in the middle of 22nd Street a couple of days ago. I had to, I'm like, whoa. It's like, yeah, it's weird to see them over yeah, land. Right. They're always out by the water. That, that means there's some problem. Uh, They're disoriented. Mm. They might be all weak in their mind. Uh, especially you don't see bands on them. Mm. So that they're not used to people. So why would they be in that situation? Mm. So yeah, some of them uh, let me come really close on them, which they don't usually do. Mm. Wouldn't let me get within a foot of his face. He just wow. looked me right in the eye. Yeah. So, and I was wondering if he was hurting. Yeah. And after I read this article, uh, now we got a hospital here in Pedro. Yeah, right. And it's all there. full. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, by the school and where you teach. How far along are they? Uh, they're almost done with all the demo stuff. Um, they're getting it all laid out now. They haven't started any construction. Yeah, there's know. a road that's built now. <clears throat> and some bungalow, construction bungalows. Yeah, up on the top, like office. I saw uh, them bringing those things up. You know what I just saw put in? First time since, you know about the post office. It was a WPA program, mm-hmm. and they have a worker mural in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the first worker mule since those days, kind of like 70 years in a labor town. Slobodan Dimitriev, you know him? He's, oh, yeah, yeah. takes a lot of pictures mm-hmm. of working people and stuff. They had him do a mural up on uh, 7th Street.
What, from Pedro Show? Uh, yeah, a bass player friend of mine up in Seattle, Massa, has a band called Hakai. We heard In the Shadow of Light, a new thing he's got going. Then we heard uh, We Are Goop by Chum Out. You know what Chum is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what they're <laughs> selling off that Bay Ref. <laughs> and then Space by Stefan Tiefenbacher. He lost his arm. A sax player, but he's still playing. Wow. One-armed sax. Man. Big respect to him. Yeah. He said music really helped him. He thought it was over. And he said, fuck it, I'm going to keep going. Wow. And then uh, Ich bin so Isle by Strongt. Which is probably some, I don't know, Flemish, Dutch uh, cuss words. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, because uh, the tune is uh, like a toilet flushing in each other. Right. You can imagine. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour, February 6, 2010. Watch Beaver Show, type for hour two. February 6, 2010. Part two, Watch from Pedro Show, hour two. Hello, Tyson! 
Fenway secure? It's still <coughs> for now. I don't think it's on the chopping block. Yeah. But most of the stadiums I've been to have been knocked down, like the yeah, Kingdome, uh, Jack Murphy, Candlestick, uh, Candlestick, uh, Wrigley. Wrigley Candlestick ain't knocked down, but they don't play there. They play three right. yeah, comp. Yeah, yeah, Petco or something. Uh, here we're back on here. Um, started the second hour off with uh, some more stuff from Japan. Tenko, she's playing in New York City, but it's on the eleventh. I wish I could go out there. Very rare. She hasn't played in the U.S. in a long time. And a uh, place called Roulette. Bob Teagan told me. And uh, But maybe they do a online thing, or he was telling me. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, like a web stream thing. So maybe like virtually be at the gig. But it's Thursday. And uh, we heard uh, at the top of Mount Brocken. Then we heard... Um, Something from a band, kind of traditional, or, or, or like using flutes and stuff, and little drums, not synthesizers, uh, called Wakitne, uh, and the song's called Bright as a Star. Then we heard Jelly Roll, my band called Emergency over there, and then Neo Space by a clean accord of their new album that's uh, I played with them in Tokyo that's actually the little brother of the boss of uh, Light Nobuyuki's brother who did I see Tuesday I saw Nels Klein in Norton Wisdom in oh, Long Beach they did a thing there's a what it, they gave me a DVD I should have took some of the music because what, what happened was it was an improvised thing where Nels reacted to Norton Payton but then Norton's Payton is reacting to Nels's music so like, who's the lead man? Yeah, right, right. Music is prophecy. Its styles and economic organization are ahead of the rest of society because it explores much faster than material reality can the entire range of possibilities in a given code. It makes audible the new world that will gradually become visible. It's not only the image of things, but the transcending of the everyday, the herald of the future. For this reason, musicians, even when officially recognized, are dangerous, disturbing, and subversive. For this reason, it is impossible to separate their history from that of repression and surveillance. Jacatali.
be impressed Why don't you take a lesson And stop stressing Everybody here and over there Get out on that dance floor and shake your derriere
Live from Pedro's show. Um, uh, we just heard Hey Sandy from uh, Terramelos. We're going to play with them. They're hmm, not Sacramento, but from near there, and we're going to play uh, Sacramento, and so they're going to play with us. And before that, we had um, Miss Battles by the fucking Bastards. That's a great name. <laughs> and then I Might Be Drinking by Saren McHugh and the Everyman. And uh, Irritating Guy makes a song by Puff Handy. And started off with Music is Prophecy by Sybil Kalf. And Brother Matt, uh, we're ready for you to engage us in some spin cycle. Here we go.
Hey, Brother Matt, thanks so much for the, your installment of the Spin Cycle and what was oh, thank you. involved with your creative this is kind of a instigation, inspiration, motivation. Like a fat, stony, rainy, kind of a wobbly day. Yeah. With, with hip-hop infusion. Okay. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> like a love story. Yeah. Okay, it's the end of the second hour. February 6, 2010. Watt for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. February 6, 2010. It's third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show. Started off the third hour with uh, Bruce Leitcher doing Owens Valley Driving Music Part One. Uh, some stuff from Arizona. That's where he's uh, out driving around, and uh, yeah, he wanted music for these drives, and so uh, he sent me the first installment. He's on a mission to, uh, to create sound yeah right. sounds for the ride. And then we heard uh, Flatside Negative by Shark Dance. They're Arizona too. I think Tucson. I'm going to play with them next month in Phoenix. They played in Pedro. Mm. Remember after the show, one of the shows a couple of weeks ago? I went straight to Raul, the Peck Manor, where Raul lives. There was a oh, gig right, there, right, right. and that's who the, they were playing. Oh, and cool. Kid Kevin. By the way, next week we're going to have Kid Kevin and Craig Ibarra by because cool. uh, actually the week after is the big gig at Harold's for the album release party for a reactionary tribute album yeah and they're going to discuss it and all the people playing and stuff that that were part of it to recreate those 10 reactionary songs from 30 years ago no 31 years ago now and I guess uh, reactionaries was the first Pedro Punk band
everybody. This is the bassist, Agnes Steck, better known to everybody else as Chris Kroger, the painter, drawer, writer. Um, your host, Mike Watt, has kindly asked me to recite another one of my poems for him to play on the Watt from Pedro show. Uh, this one happens to be a true story. About a week and a half ago, I was rebuilding my deck on the back of my house here in Austin, Texas, and I smashed my thumb with a hammer real good. Made a big old mess out of it. So I decided it needed to be commemorated with a poem. The title of this one is Annoyed and Ode Left Yellow Broccoli Thumb. Toiling upon that deck, a modest wooden upthrust held by galvanized steel points pinned through, tweezed tempered trees in fugues inclined geometrically toward my abode. So well worn are these knees supplicant to the task, a stooped and striving spine delivered constructive blows with which to build our loft, our happy gangplank. Fantastic! An artificial land for which my will lifts her up. From a soiled repetition of tinkering amidst board and nail and bond and screw and sand, arriving anew as a house-like replica upon which we shall stand and gain vantage over a dioramic panorama of a miniature pagan jungle and pond, a greening never planned, that by careful measure this uniquely leveled treasure juts like angled trees from our domicile. So with a small fortune squeezed into prominence to deliver us dear reveries protected from the zephyrs, sun and deluge alike, our perch should we desire to serve and uplift a dance or dinner or candlelight was willed for my last three days of expense of sinew and coin and sweat than urgent blood. So good is this task and warmer will be our home for a nearing completion of this self-imposed construct of tree fragments and earthen splinters that on the third day of my toil upon that last board and in the eleventh hour of wearing that cold a breakthrough to the finish a merest hammer stroke away from declaring my mountain climbed, the grape of my left opposable was open split, and from that corporeal chasm dark blood was spit in mind-wrenching light. A beast from within did cry, as between the hammer and anvil of my chore did come, one-tenth of my digital tools at last I'd spent my thumb, given in sacrifice to the task, waylaid by a vanity. As nearing completion, I did ask from luck to answer me, my marvel at creation these three days to be pain-free. As I gloated through the sweat and mire upon my brow, and laughed to conspire with my genius that did willingly create not only my middle-aged treehouse, but under no thought I did paint. In this my December drear, Pablo Picasso would be so proud.
amidst an array of stunning Japanese photos, a picture of my friend's shoe in the water and rocks, shot downward, a sneaker, jeans. My mind wanders from the east, and I ponder the difference between what Americans called middle age in the last generation and how it has evolved in this one. My friend with the shoe and I are middle-aged, and I only wear sneakers and jeans as well. Are we clinging to a youth we are frightened to dismount? I don't think so. Putting on a sneaker is not a choice, not trying to act young. It doesn't even occur to me, and I don't think it even occurs to him to put on anything else. That's a profound change from 51-year-olds and 47-year-olds in the 1960s and the 1970s to now. Painters don't lose their passion when they get a little older. Makers of film don't lose their passion when they get a little older. The Beats sure as hell didn't lose their passion when they got a little older. So musicians... Should we curl into a fetal position and compromise our souls? I'm not. And I know he didn't.
started off with uh, Three Slippers on the Bed by Universal Mind Decoder. Then Annoyed and Ode, which was a poem from Chris... It's good one. Yeah. Chris Kroger is, uh, Chris Kroger is an artist, a painter, but he likes to do poems, too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Market Research, the French song by Tri-City Thundercats. Yeah, what a title. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's called Market Research, and then in parentheses, mm-hmm. the French song. <laughs> a lot of mystery. It's a great song. And then uh, Shoe in the Water by Tom Nichol, another p- poem. God, he was just in a car wreck. Mm. And uh, the car was bashed and he got hurt, but uh, not not permanent hurt, but some bad, took some blows up in Seattle. So I hope you heal up, Tom. And then Dummy Discards a Heart by Deerhoof. Deerhoof is going to open up for Plastic Ono Band. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. It's wow. going to be February 23rd at the Fox Theater in Oakland. And I'm going to take the cool. Jet Blue up there to see it. Very cool. Yeah. That's all restored I mean, now. she's uh, 76 years old. Wow. It seems like... Uh, yeah, when people are going to give her shit, because it seems like in her history, people have always wanted always to blame. load on her. Well, they blame her for the breakup of the Beatles. Oh, that's so right. That's, 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 right. that's <laughs> never been forgiven. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's true or not, that's, you know, it's out in the uh, public mind sphere. I think yeah. John and Paul were just, you know, it was time to <laughs> yeah, go do other stuff. Right. They spent a lot of time together. Yeah, yeah. I can't see... Well, you know, relationship could factor in, but you know, it's like it's also personal choices that people make. You, 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 well, you, you never know what the public's going to do with. Yeah, they all had developed significant others by that time. Though. Yeah. It got complicated. Who's going to be? I at think this Paul had his wife time. in the, the yeah. Wings Band, Linda, Linda Eastman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think it's interesting. You know, she still wants to make a band yeah. and play gigs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would like to be seventy-six and playing. Wow, I'm gonna try. Yeah, she's a year older than my mom. Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> something. Huh? Wow. Yeah, she's. A, There's that whole. Shuka told me last uh, year in Tokyo they did a gig. She came out there in hot pants. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <I> gotta live. <laughs> I'm trying to get a visual of a 76 year old in hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's got good care of herself, and you yeah. know the. You know, you get a lot of wealth like that and everything. You get a nice supply of human growth hormone to help. Uh, help <laughs> you, you know what? Yeah, but even if it, it ain't, maybe it's like fuck it anyway. <laughs> Elvin Jones, you know, he was looking good in in his seventies when I saw him playing. So uh-huh. I know women are held up to a little kind of different standard. Right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's why she did put on the hot pants. Right. Like, exactly. Y'all, Just, you know. yeah, she's always been kind of uh, yeah provocative. The rain, right. You know, right. Yeah. Right, she was an artist of her own before she met John. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And she had her own band even before she was with uh, Lennon. That's right. So, here's some. Uh, let's play some more music. Here's a, a band called Orgasm Denial. One <laughs> from Pedro Show. <laughs> I'm a question on everybody's lips. I'm so 
Quest is running out, so Little Rift spends it on Gorilla to show them out. Oh, special boy, I give us time. You sure I'm here, always fit. Oh, you found a client now. Well, me and his little Rift spends it on Gorilla to show them out. Oh, special boy, I give us time. You sure I'm here, always fit. Oh, you found a client now. Well, me and his little Rift spends
lives is what is an emo and how can I be one? And if you're emo, do you have to be gay or bisexual? Hey man, hey man, what's that on the face, cake? Yeah, 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 they, they, they call me cake face. I was at Chuck E. Cheese at a party. Things got crazy, and the balls got rowdy. I was throwing balls, I was kicking gay machines. They came out and said, you're acting too mean, you gotta go. We're throwing you out though. I said, wait, wait, I don't wanna go. They called the mouse and said, get the fuck out of my house. They threw me out the door, and now I'm gone. No more return to Chuck E. Cheese. Fuck that hoe. I don't even think they use real cheese. Hey man, what, what, what's that on your lip? Is that ketchup? Yeah, yeah, let me tell you about this. Man, that's ketchup on my lip, and it is true. I was down at McDonald's and I was eating a cheeseburger or two, because you know they only 99 cents if you get the double. Oh yeah, hubble hubble hubble. I was just chilling eating. When a punk walked by, he was all talking like speeding. Hit me, knocked my shit over. I said, what? He said, fuck you. I said, what? He said, shut the fuck up. I said, what? I grabbed him, I threw him, I slammed him on the floor. He was a little stronger, so he let me know what for. He punched me, he kicked me, he threw me down the stairs. Yeah, this makes sense, I don't got stairs. He threw me out the door, and you'll never guess what. Manager came and said, you gotta go. Get the fuck out of here, and don't ever return. Hey, man. What's that on your chin? Is that, is that ranch? Is that ranch sauce on your chin? Yeah, man. Check this out. I was just chilling at Wendy's, 99 cents, 5 piece McNuggets, oh I'm sorry, chicken nuggets. Everything was fine and everything was cool until I spilled my tray and it fell over the floor. Nobody even wanted to question, they were all upset, it was late at night so they threw my ass out, wanted a fight, I threw my milk at the door, soda at the window, told them they could get the fuck out the city, they said shut up. What a pity, don't ever come in here, ever, ever, in any city. So that's why I can't go in nowhere, and I just eat at home now. Damn, man. Damn, man. I'm outside, eating at home. All these places gonna kick me out. I'm outside, eating at home, man. That ain't cool. Thank <laughs> you.
from Pedro Show. Final block of music for uh, this edition. Uh, started all off with the Eyeliner Makes Orgasm by Orgasm Denial. And then It's Not Fair by Foot. And then with Eduardo by Nestor Machno. He's a cello player. He's played with Carla. And I got to play stuff from her new album. 
The Prince of Truth, she's got a new album called The Prince of Truth is great. Carla Bozilich. And then um, Gablarena by Kakawaka. Guys from Germany. And then The End of My Days by Celia O. Oh. And finally, Animal Calling, a Swiss band called uh, Kerjakovic. And they are trippy. Some of them Swiss bands, well, bands from all over. I like it when they uh, trip things out and push uh-huh. them. Yeah. Trippy band. And that was, and, uh, yeah, that was just a demo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, coming to the end of the show, any part in uh, Wisdom? Skipper Jeff? Uh, show up at the uh, Re- Reactionaries uh, release party. <laughs> Harold's place. The, yeah, the 20th. Yeah. Oh, we'll probably do a show next week. In fact, we are, because mm. Kid Kevin and uh, Craig Abar are going to be on next right, week's right, show. Right. Yeah. We'll cool. talk about that whole experience. Very good. And I could tell you about being in a punk band in Pedro 31, 32 years ago. <laughs> Looking forward to that. That was yeah. interesting. Brother Twine, do you have some wisdom to impart upon listeners? Oh, no wisdom. I could plug my website, though. <laughs> uh, for events and information in L.A. Uh, of an unusual type, just go to twanslist.com. It's T-W-A-N-S-L-I-S-T.com. Yeah. And he's a good sifter. No uh, lame merch reek. I've never been called a sifter before. Sif. That motherfucker. sifter. Colander. Colander. Filtering the That's right. Kidney filters. Room touch. Brother Matt? Yeah. No, No words of wisdom, nothing to sell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay. sure? That's you know what? what I there, there, for, I think there's a nugget of wisdom buried somewhere inside that. Yeah. And I want to thank you all for being with me and flying on this mission. And uh, next week, see you guys. Right on. Uh, it's February 6, 2010 edition. Walk from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. Yeah.